Hello and welcome. You're about to listen to a conversation with Lubos Czech and I about sacred space. Lubos is a designer, photographer, illustrator, filmmaker, an artist. He makes these really beautiful sacred panels of kind of temple-like imagery that's kind of curated and crafted in this really wonderful way on wood blocks. And, you know, he designed books, he does photography, video production, web design, advertising, packaging, logo design. Basically, like, if you want to have a kind of conscious business, Lubos can help you make that happen. And I know Lubos because a friend of mine introduced him to me because I'm working on a film project. And I talked to Lubos about it and he kind of helped guide me through it a little bit. But when I walked into Lubos's home... That's also a healing sanctuary. I was just hit by the quality of sacred space that Lubos created. And for me, it was this really sort of almost overwhelming experience because through COVID, I haven't really been going to temple or Zen centers for me a lot is where I experience sacred space or even when I go to cathedrals or other kind of places of worship where you can feel that love of the divine infused within the space. And when I walked into Lubos's home, I felt that so strongly. And it was so nourishing to me to just be in that space that it brought such a trust to Lubos that I was like, if you made this wonderfully supportive space, like I, I trust you as a human. And Lubos continues to delight me with his kind of years and years of spiritual practice, having spent, I forget how long, living at an ashram in Portland, doing his Kashmir Shaivik thing, and, you know, his years with plant medicines and meditation and all the work he's done to really learn to love himself. And that's where we go in this conversation what it means to love the sacred space of our own being and how to let that love radiate out into the work that we do, into the things we create, and just who we are as people. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lubos. And yeah, I hope you're well. Thank you. <laughs> one click. Yeah, I clicked one thing and it changed something. I didn't wow. realize it. Don't you love it? Yeah, you were you were saying so, no about. Well, uh, I got intrigued because when you when you asked me to do this and that the theme would be a sacred space. Uh -huh. Of course, it made me think about it in a different way. Like you know, like how what would I say about it? How would I talk about it? Yeah, uh, and. Uh, course some ideas come in but mostly I would like to know what you want to know uh, like why you picked it right yeah. or, or what inspired you of course you've been here before but well that was part of it too is when I came here last time because of COVID right I haven't been in temple and other places that have sacred space besides mm -hmm. for a couple friends homes that mm -hmm. hold that energy you know mm -hmm. 
And when I came in here, I just, I felt something relax in me. Mm. You know, that mm -hmm. in that way where it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. like that home feeling. Mm -hmm. And I just felt mm -hmm. it in here. I was like, oh, it feels so good in here. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of was part of the prompt, you know. And mm -hmm. I wanted to just talk to you. But that was right. in there for me. It's just mm -hmm. this sense of the, this, this space we're in right now mm -hmm. holds that for me, at least, when mm -hmm. I walk in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, it's just a general feeling or is it like partially it's like an energetics for me, mm -hmm. not like I'm sensing the room, but like in my mm -hmm. own body where mm -hmm. something just felt really like I could I could breathe easier. Mm -hmm. I could relax and in a way just feeling safe. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like, oh, this space is safe. So nice. Yeah. And then I look mm -hmm. when I look around, I can. It's beautiful, right? There's beautiful art. It's clearly mm -hmm. like a clean and maintained and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it too is it just feels like f intention is in all the choices and where everything mm -hmm. is. And I imagine mm -hmm. some intention for, I right. don't know what you would call that intention, maybe when you're building your spaces. I think it's definitely an intention. Yeah. But, you know, not, not so specific mm -hmm. the intention wasn't like oh i want somebody when they enter the house to feel peace and yeah, safety yeah, yeah. right it was not this utilitarian goal yeah, yeah like right do <laughs> this so that <laughs> exactly people feel so safe <laughs> 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 right that would be too calculated i think yeah but um i think that with any endeavor that we take on whether it's a creating a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes from the right place in us, like from, you know, the heart and from with intentions for both expressing yourself creatively, but also providing some service, you know, then what the end result shows that right yeah, yeah so um in a way any creative process can become a ceremony a conscious ceremony hmm. right and you i mean because you're involved in a lot of different creative processes right i mean both art video right website. it's kind of both blessing and a curse yeah I just <laughs> you know i looked at your website <laughs> before coming here and i was like oh here's right. everything lubos does <laughs> exactly and <laughs> You know, I'm sure that it's a trouble for somebody who wants all, only like a photographer, mm -hmm. right? Like I want a good photographer. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, a branding, a logo designer, right? So I know that I put putting myself in trouble, but in a way it's kind of beyond my choice, right? I've been kind of given this, these gifts and curse <laughs> mm. of doing many things. But, you know, everything within the realm of visual arts, really. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that I'm a lawyer on a side, right? Yeah, it's not like a lawyer and an artist. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so it's not that different, you know. So, you know, so doing photography, filmmaking, uh, design, uh, it's not that different because there's an overlap always, right? And this piece you named a moment ago that there's a quality for you of ceremony in it, even if it's a website or building right. a space or the art that you make that... It feels like it sounds like there's some thread there where they feel 
connected in a way, even though they mm -hmm. might be very different domains uh, on the outside. Right. Because it doesn't matter what the medium is. Mm -hmm. um, the way I approach every project is the same. And it is with kind of a meditative stillness to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To uh, you basically every project that I start is like starting a ceremony, but not kind of a woo woo thing, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna like, uh, I don't want to offend anybody. You, know. you don't want to offend woo woo people. <laughs> 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 exactly. I won't, I won't take too much offense right now. But you know, a lot of, a lot of people things think that I am woo woo. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a spectrum right? <laughs> well, to someone course, else. Like, you're very woo woo. It depends <laughs> whom you ask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know this is why the world is so colorful and it's it's wonderful right i mean you are so different yeah <laughs> but but ceremony but, but, for but you. basically you know like i uh this is not an ideology for me this is uh, an experience mm -hmm. because i've been doing my work for a long time and of course it evolves mm. it always evolves and there have been approaches that didn't feel good. Like one approaches, oh, I need to do this to pay the rent. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the energy you put in it is fear-based. Uh, like a, a lack and a scarcity model. Right. So. And like I have to please the client, you know, and then you kind of leave yourself behind. In a way, it's kind of... Um, I don't want to complicate things, but you know, it's like you don't give yourself self-love. Mm. Uh, yeah, stay with that. Be because uh, you are then uh, giving your power away to your client in a mm. way. And mm. this is a very delicate but important topic because we are, and I'm sure that with what you do, I mean, we are in the service industry, right? Yes. We are serving people. And service is sacred also because mm -hmm. uh, you are actually utilizing your skills and your your uh, time actually giving your time to somebody else or somebody else's project or business right mm -hmm. in my case i do promotional uh, materials for people so and of course there's an exchange they pay me for it right but if you if you don't enjoy it and if it's not a way of expressing your own creative vitality then you are doing disservice both to yourself and to them because you are not giving the best of yourself yeah. to them either so my little example is that what i've done before you know and i'm i'm not I'm not ashamed of it, you know, I'm a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, there were times that I struggled and I would take on jobs that I didn't really enjoy doing, but I convinced myself I must do this because otherwise I cannot pay the bills. And a lot of us have done this and there's no shame about it. Yeah. This is totally human. You right? got to survive, right? Mm. You got to survive. But, you know, as you keep doing this, uh, then, of course, you get this uh, download, you know, from the universe, like there must be a better way. Hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. I either have to start doing something else or I keep doing the same thing in a different way, right? Oh, yeah. Like you, either a s significant pivot towards something else or the mm -hmm. thing you're doing needs a different attitude, energy, right. kind of way of being with it. Right. Yeah. Did Was there a point for you where that like clicked or shifted? I like think that it was gradual and uh, I, I knew it kind of... Um, in my head, right, because I've studied spirituality, you know, so of course there are all these affirmations, you know, it's not what you do, but it's, uh, you know, how you do it, or, you, know, you do it with joy, and any job that you do, if you do it with joy, you know, then it's uh, satisfying and it's uh, a good service. But, you know, like, I think that all of us know this feeling that <laughs> these affirmations and the you know the lines of the sages you know like yeah, that yeah. we see uh, on the memes you know uh -huh. of course it's true but sometimes it really makes you kind of angry you know like yeah, yeah. okay i know that this is the truth but why am i not uh, experiencing it or utilizing it you know and then mm -hmm. a lot of us take it kind of against ourselves like, like we're doing something what's wrong, wrong with me yeah right? why am i not right flourishing or abundant right. even though i know the universe right. is abundant but i can't seem to do it right right but you know all of this is very good because that's the growing process yeah you ha you are always having this inner dialogue with you with yourself mm -hmm. and eventually things change right so anyway, I'm kind of like all over the place here, but uh, yeah, no, that's okay. uh, but uh, you know, like my my point was that uh, when I realized that I can approach all work that I do as a ceremony, as a ritual, if you want, with uh, and, and you know, w what do you, what do I mean by ceremony? That was gonna be a question uh, a I was holding. Right, <laughs> like if you think of any ceremony, which can be like a wedding as a ceremony. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be some a kind graduation. of... A graduation. graduation, right? Like yeah. So, so there's always a very clear purpose and intention. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a ritual, there's a certain structure. There's a beginning, there's the middle, and there's the end, right? Yeah, I even remember like weddings I've been to, or even graduations, right? right? The, the day before you do a practice where they tell you, yeah, like you turn the tassel right, here yeah, exactly. or you walk slow, it's walk yeah. slower than you right. think down the aisle. Uh -huh. There's like a an introduction into the ritual, uh -huh. which exactly. I don't think we think about that often when we're doing the ceremonies that are very normal to us, like mm -hmm. weddings or right. whatever it is. And so these are the kind of like mainstream uh, accepted mm. ceremonies or rituals, right? And then they are more kind of the indigenous style of, uh, of rituals like fire ceremonies. Yeah, which is something you're uh, close to, right? The fire exactly, ceremony. because I have participated and also I have conducted uh, fire ceremonies for many years. Yeah. And it's slightly different than those uh, we just mentioned because what, what's the same is that there's a structure, there's, a begin there's some intention, there's a beginning, middle and end. And you have some general idea of the container and how you want to proceed. But I think that what's different, unlike with a wedding or graduation, is that what you built in is the unexpected. Yeah, like the container is almost built for something spontaneous. So, so exactly. Yeah. 
and that's the beauty and that's the magic right yeah, that's yeah. the magic that you actually the structure is not supporting or creating any kind of rigidity mm. conversely the structure as you said is the container for the magic if you will mm. or for the unexpected to enter and this is where the creativity happens yeah right. so back to i don't even know how we started talking about it back <laughs> to like uh, doing any kind of work mm -hmm. any kind of work that you bring ceremony into any kind of work and you know like in my case i was talking about you know like i do design i photography filmmaking but you know it can be any any kind of work like wouldn't it be wonderful if we can every day go to work or whatever task we have in front of us and approach it as a ceremony hmm. and kind of you know briefly close our uh, close your eyes uh, kind of s drop into a meditative state just for a few minutes mm -hmm. right and what i mean by a meditative state is actually to touch some kind of stillness within us because the world and our lives are so noisy and so busy that we often totally neglect what to me is the most important uh, element and it is periodically come to feeling a still point within ourselves right yeah and you touch your heart when you say that right yeah yeah and that's the that's the center right i mean that's the actually a i'm actually touching my a little lower right a little lower which yeah. is interesting right uh, right a little bit above the solar plexus and a little, a little bit uh, below my heart which and is that's another interesting place where those two meet right and that's the important center right yeah and we can talk about it later because <laughs> it's fascinating so you know starting any endeavor any project small or large with first becoming quiet dropping in mm -hmm. first feel you even when the feeling you is feeling all the agitation agitation movement worries yeah this is so important what you're saying here like mm -hmm. stillness is not peace or quiet necessarily but there's a meeting what's happening with stillness whether it's agitation mm -hmm. or uproar inside but there can be a quality of stillness when we meet that that there can be a steadiness and maybe hopefully a quiet when we do that but it doesn't well, always <laughs> right but well the stillness is always there yeah yeah it's always there yeah even if there's an uproar or anger that's or above it and around yeah, it or yeah. below it right I yeah. mean, but stillness is always there yeah always available Which, and this is something i think i was confused around for a long time and i think mm -hmm. people are in mindfulness or whatever that they're trying to get to stillness or they're trying to get to the moment and like this moment if it's angry or agitated or whatever it is is not stillness or it's not the right. moment right and i got to do something to get there and i think right. what you're saying is something else that it's and it's uh and you totally put your finger on it trying to get somewhere is misleading it's kind of the Western, you know, mind. Yeah, it's of course we it's do this, this doing, right? doing, 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 doing. Yeah. 
but you know like in in my experience it's much more simple not necessarily easy it's always there and it's more about allowing mm-hmm. right so it's me getting out of the way and feel the stillness yeah. and there's nothing wrong with the movement and agitation that's around it or you know there's absolutely nothing wrong we live in the world uh, we uh, we are active and yeah. you know the activity is wonderful but this is the yin yang you know shiva shakti f- male female uh, however you want to break that that's in harmony down. right like movement and stillness at the core actually the stillness is dynamic mhm and this is the core of the ultimate potential put the potentiality this is the heart of all creativity everything comes out of it our lives come out of it the whole universe came out of it yeah and i, I don't know if you're saying this but like that there's whatever the polarity were shakti shiva masculine mm. feminine but then somewhere else from which they emerge like there's some ground from which the that polarity comes to life and like maybe touching something of that place where um all of this beauty comes from that we get to be a part of even though it's hard to see sometimes right that it's beautiful but it's pretty fucking amazing to it's it's amazing the, and to er- be er- here right now in a body right. talking and sound and meaning exactly and and there's plants i'm seeing on the corner of my eye with light going through them and absolutely amazing and you know the hardest thing that even the things that we reject and we don't like come from the same place yeah they emerge from they that emerge place of everything else place we love because it's the multiplicity right yeah. that's playing playing out in this world so back to the yeah go back wherever <laughs> you want to go the, 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 <laughs> that stream is that so you know whatever you do start with getting in touch with that dynamic stillness inside you mm-hmm. by becoming quiet yeah. and then you very simply bring an intention and it's not the intention is not necessarily the goal even though it can be part of it but also the intention is about the process mm-hmm. sometimes i think the quality too and the quality right yeah the quality i'm or playfulness or yeah yeah exactly that the, the experience yeah of i i f- br- yeah for a long time not a long time a long time ago mm-hmm. i was i worked at food carts mm-hmm. making burritos mm-hmm. which is kind of how we know each other because i worked with andres doing burritos okay but um and it, it was someone would be standing about where you are as i would make the burrito so i would just be watched as mm-hmm. i made this burrito for them and for me it became this sort of the way I could find my ceremony or my mm-hmm. intentionality was that it was a dance and that the mm-hmm. movement was the expression of that ceremony. And like the movement was moving beans and moving mm-hmm. rice, but to have mm-hmm. like a sense of, um, I can't find a word for it, but beauty, it's a sense of be- presence, presence, but, be- but there's more than it wasn't just being, cause you can be present and jerky 
and oh, like, I see. But it was a, a flow, like a, di- a dynamism, a flow. Flowing, fluidity. The, like there was a, a seamlessness between each movement that they all mm. bled into each other. Mm. And for me, that helped me to hold a space there where I wasn't just like, fuck, when am I going to be done with work? That's right. so beautiful. That's such a beautiful example because from the outside, it might look so mundane. Yeah, I think only once ever right. someone commented on it. Right. Oh, was so that, somebody noticed someone that. was like, whoa, you you do that really beautifully. I don't remember what they said, but they uh-huh. commented on it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I felt like I was seen. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, wait, you're not supposed uh-huh. to know I'm doing this. <laughs> this is my own this secret. Is my private this thing. is my private little thing <laughs> I do here. <laughs> I'm just making a burrito, man. <laughs> so, was yeah. there a part of you, though, who appreciate yeah of course a little like oh thanks for the pat like, on the oh, back you, yeah you i got seen, recognized you yeah you saw me oh yeah. thank you yeah yeah so where were we <laughs> you were naming stillness <laughs> a little bit of uh, intention intention yeah but you were just starting with intention mm-hmm. you hadn't mm-hmm. maybe yet said what that meant to you like when you kind of tap that stillness and mm-hmm. then for you i'm wondering like how you relate to intention for the many different domains you express work in. Right. And, you know, intention might be just, you know, this is what I want. Yeah. Uh, intention might be my desire for something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on a basic level to do the project or to... Yeah, I mean, I want to, you know, create something like this. I want to be done at certain time Mm -hmm. you know and then you know i want to collect my paycheck you know for it and then then move on maybe i don't want to be miserable while doing it or feel some form of pleasure so that's kind of like on the uh, kind of base level Mm -hmm. and then on a little bit higher level uh, the intention might be and this might sound a little bit lofty but it's 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 not really like my intention is that this benefits uh, me and my client uh-huh. and by extension all beings. all beings all beings right yeah and actually you know it's it's not that um far out really because isn't anything that we do like in with the uh, you know as a service mm-hmm of course, you know, it should benefit everybody. Yeah, but there's some and sometimes a sense that that can be like arrogant or building ourselves up on right, helping all beings. Yeah, like, you know, I want to change the world, you know, like yeah. I want to make a difference. Or which I is can change the world. <laughs> right. And it's okay too, you know, it, mm. it, it, it's okay. Mm. Um, but I think that, you know, on the invisible level, we don't realize, a lot of people uh, don't realize this, but our vibrational frequency, mm-hmm. our own energy affects, of course, our environment, people we are in touch with, but of course, we insert that energy into everything that we are doing. Mm-hmm. And then it actually affects people who either use the product like when you your example with food yeah if you're if you are in a funk 
And if you are disconnected from what you are doing, and if you are angry, and if you are, you know, not feeling good, you are most likely inserting that energy into the food. And this might be very subtle, but then, you know, the person who eats the food, they might not like feel it as a very strong thing, but in a subtle way, it'll influence them. Yeah, it, two things come to mind when you say that. One is, like, you. I, I feel in ways I can tell when food is loved. Mm-hmm. And it's rare to to get food that's loved. I mean, it's it's more mm-hmm. common in a home, right, when someone mm-hmm. cooks for you, but, like, out in the world. But mm-hmm. sometimes at a restaurant, I'm like, oh, whoa, they actually love this. Like, this food was cared for. It's like, right. and that to me is a little sad, right, that we can, <laughs> we don't tell the anger that much, but we mm-hmm. can tell when it's loved. Mm-hmm. Like the other day I was at Chipotle on a road trip, so it's hard to get, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. eat where you can. Chipotle mm-hmm. seemed like the best option. And he was a teenager working there. I don't totally blame him, but he was just so unhappy working there. Just mm-hmm. like poof, poof, throwing the food down, you know, and I, I was like, I don't, I don't think I can mm-hmm. eat this. Like I mm-hmm. ate it, but it was just like, wow, I have not seen right. so much. Like yeah, yeah, negative vibe. Like, not that he was mad at me. You just tell right. he hated working there. He hated that he was still there. Like, right. And you know, and in this situation, you still can uh, bless the food, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can actually, you know, uh, negate. Yeah, because like, my judgment of it might add more negativity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh man, why am I even eating this? <laughs> exactly. So you know, we are not totally helpless in the world, and yeah. Uh, blessing the food and actually thanking even you know the beans and uh, thanking him the farmers who like yeah, grew it, even the know. grumpy teenager <laughs> thank you for making this <laughs> right right exactly and kind of send blessings to him you know yeah. and maybe th- th- you don't even have to talk to him but sending him that kind of energy yeah will actually make him feel better maybe yeah. maybe not but yeah but you were saying intention for all beings and that like on one level right what I was hearing at least was that we do impact all beings. This is just like a fact of existence and to actually acknowledge that and hope that our impact is of benefit. Without attachment though. Yeah. Right. And this is the trick because, and this is why actually I think we call it intention instead of a goal. Mm. That's mm. the difference between a goal and an intention. A goal is something that we become attached to. Yeah, we get fixated. An intention is actually a process. Okay, right? a process. Uh, I like to see it as a verb instead of a noun. Yeah, right? yeah. even though it's both technically. Mm-hmm. And intention coupled with attention attention and intention very powerful right yeah very powerful but the trick is that after you state your intention then uh drop it then then uh you know don't have expectations yeah don't grasp on that intention don't grasp again for any kind of goal and then you open it then you create a perfect fertile field for creativity to unfold mm. from the dynamic stillness yeah that you first welcomed right or got, got in touch yeah, that with first place and then this is the fertile ground for spontaneous creativity to manifest so this then makes creative work a lot of fun 
because you open yourself to surprises. Yeah. And of course, it's not easy because I get frustrated, I get impatient. Yeah, d- creativity know. doesn't always uh, care about our timelines and, and I our get deadlines. like r- restless, right? Like then I walk, I, I work on with a computer, of course, a lot, you know. And then like I, I, g- I get up and start start walking around, and then I get ADD and I get distracted, right? And mm. then okay, okay, back to my intention. Yeah, you're not okay, like you haven't perfected and this. And there's where probably you're like this like unconscious, you know, uh, sabotaging, you know, like because the I think that the creative field is so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful, and I think that, I- and infinite, right? And at least, and maybe it's different for other people, you know, in my case, kind of like the, my, my human part, like, needs to, like, catch up with the, with it, or, yeah. uh, you know, align myself with it. But sometimes it's kind of, the potential is overwhelming, right? Maybe, like, too many choices, you know, like, then okay, bring it back to the focus, you know, and get focused and maybe uh, commit commitment is another one Mm -hmm. after certain scenarios present themselves commit to one explore it if it doesn't go anywhere then go to the second one explore it Mm. and this is in another uh, in any creative endeavor writing visual arts yeah that that it's not like you set your intention and then it just unfolds effortlessly and the creativity is Let there. it unfold, but then... But there's sometimes there's a dead end or sometimes... Or many things come in. Yeah. And then it might be overwhelming. So then you need to be kind of a warrior kind of, a yeah, disciplined soldier kind a of. An upright quality. Choose one. Choose one. Commit. Even if it's just for an hour. Mm-hmm. But commit to it and explore it and see if it goes anywhere. Yeah. And once you explore it, put it aside, put it, you know, in the storage or put it aside or leave it and go somewhere else. In the, I imagine non attachment is important here. Because sometimes, right, right that hour is not maybe uh, going to be the product that you show at the end. Right. But, you know, or, or actually some of it you might, like, really like. Mm-hmm. Part of it you might like, so you get attached to that. Oh, you might really like it. But you might, might really like, well, you might like part of it and not the other, you know, and but you are stuck, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, maybe too much information about the creative pr- process. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love, I'm, I'm appreciating I this. I need help. I like this. But Thank I you. think that, you know, <laughs> of course, like back to our initial conversation, we actually started talking about this as a sacred space, which is really f- interesting. This dialogue is actually a perfect demonstration of what we are talking about. Yeah that we had an intention of talking about this sacred space, creating sacred space, and somehow we ended up talking about uh, uh, work uh, as a ceremony and as a, crea- as a creative process. Mm-hmm. But, you know, basically <laughs> that's the same thing because you could conceive any kind of activity Spatially, this is a space yes, that I'm functioning in. And we're sharing it right now. 
or you know your your cooking food mm -hmm. is, is a space yeah like we're all our, all of our works are space in a way all of our work is a space that we function in and things are happening in that space there's energy in that space yeah and there's movement right mm -hmm. so you know maybe this is not relevant no i'm a pre like for me this is relevant in the sense that what an anecdote that might be to the world in some ways if and i don't want to say that because some jobs suck and maybe people mm -hmm. shouldn't have to work these jobs or get paid better right like the system is not great but like if this attitude was held a bit the the work we do and maybe not all financial just the work mm -hmm. of being and activity that the a recognition of the possibility of the stillness and our intentions and our impact on others like the world might feel and look a little different because i was thinking when we were coming up here that like i was like oh i haven't been in much sacred space recently and i've been in your space and that was a sort of warming kind of heart centering moment for me just to step in here like oh and a little a little jealous too like i want my home to feel like this like i need to why am i not working enough or how come luvo's got the the dial on it right thank you that's uh, that's really nice <laughs> of you to say but you just actually brought me to something very important yeah you are the sacred space yeah we are i am the everybody mm -hmm. is a sacred space right so we might have been talking about jobs and work mm -hmm. but you know it always comes back that actually we are responsible for creating us as a sacred space it's not even a space inside us yeah we can be we are actually originally we are sacred space because we are god right? yeah or you, whatever you want, whatever to call word it. you want to input well, there. You know, we are vital energy. We are, uh, we are life force. Well, we come from the stars. Whatever right. it is. So it doesn't matter like what beliefs people have, but I think that in a any system, uh -huh. any uh, divinity, any sacred system, everybody would agree that we humans are sacred, divine, right? Yeah. And of course, we have bodies. Mm -hmm. In many traditions, they call the body the temple, right? yeah. where the soul resides. Yeah. Right. So actually, your body is your temple, and it is a sacred. In space. very different traditions, right? These are like Christianity or an indigenous community, yeah. like places that may not agree cosmologically at all. Exactly. Often see this this human experience as very important. Like it's right. very special to be in this body right now. Right. And of course there are traditions that are transcending that or they, they consider the body. Yeah, they want to leave the body. And they want to leave the body. But it doesn't make any sense because the the like very well, fact that we incarnated. Yeah, you know, it's like a, we're probably here for a good <laughs> it's not reason. A mistake, <laughs> yeah. Right. That would kind of somehow imply that it was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe some and maybe it was <laughs> i don't well there's <laughs> some tradition sometimes sometimes i think <laughs> that but just for a brief moment when yeah well when I, I mean when uh, i struggle right but yeah but uh but uh, <laughs> why did i pick this <laughs> exactly but really you know then when i become resourced of course you know i know that this is not a mistake yeah and the body is the temple 
Uh-huh. And so this, then this is very important that it's never about the external, right? The external is a reminder and an extension of the inter- internal always mm-hmm. and a support, right? So why are we uh, surrounding ourselves by beautiful images? And it doesn't matter what images they are. They don't have to be godly images, no, yeah. right? And nature, right? You're I just walking here, right? Like we're in Portland and so many people put so much energy into their gardens. Right. Like it's just, they're so beautiful. And that's a sacred space. Yeah. If, but, but only if it's consciously recognized as such. You see, it's always an interplay of, of our consciousness with the external. Uh, a sacred space the definition of a sacred what doesn't what makes it sacred instead of just a space yeah like well, yeah like, well, I, i'm wanting to hear your answer are you asking me yeah oh god what i don't do you know think? what uh, do you think i don't uh, want to put you on the spot no, but you, you know put me on, i'm gonna need but, a moment on the spot but but, th- but this is really interesting like you know why do why not just the space or a beautiful space why we call certain spaces sacred and the other one yeah, I, I think there's like a lot of different answers even I could give mm-hmm. there, but like the it's one answer, but it has two elements. I, I think of uh, s- spaces mm-hmm. where we ceremony, ritual, and practice mm-hmm. happens, whether that's meditating in a temple. Okay. That like there's some either reaching out to the divine in some mm-hmm. spaces, like I'm reaching out or pulling it in. Or like allowing pull, it. Oh, uh, yeah, bringing it in. But there's some conscious endeavor that mm-hmm. this space, um, like, is is about that connection. The, mm-hmm. the, it's a part of it, and it may not be the whole thing, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. With some spaces, right? Like that's all that happens there. Right. But then other spaces, it just is acknowledged that like mm-hmm. there is a there is a divine element to anything we do, whether that's cooking, right, or okay yeah i don't know what do you think of my definition work with my definition so if i may now i'm gonna ask you a follow-up question please so i like the tables have turned this is great so (laughs) so you go to the forest Uh and there are these three magnificent trees and there's some moss and there's some rocks and you sit down yeah is it a sacred space or is it a forest with trees oh for me it's the most sacred space and but not in the sense that it's more sacred. It's just the one where my heart is most open, like when I'm with the trees. Okay. So, and there will be another person who comes to the same place with the trees. Yeah. And they might feel differently, right? They might not feel it. So you're touching here a, a bit on the relationship we have. So basically where I'm leading you yeah, here. Yeah, lead me there, please. It's, it's only our consciousness uh-huh. our awareness and intention that turns almost any place into either sacred or not sacred yeah right it's not actually you might you might transform any space um with some external reminders mm-hmm. of the what divinity means f- for you yeah say you could come to a 
construction site. Yeah. And it's just a construction site. Let's say that uh, all the workers went home. It's a construction site with a bunch of tools there, you know, uh, wood, Mm -hmm. concrete, you know, and you wouldn't call this a sacred. It's it's a construction site, right? Concrete, like really harsh, you know, it doesn't have anything like beautiful. It's not even finished, whatever it is. Imagine that you bring one candle and maybe one flower and a piece of cloth Mm-hmm. And you sit down. Suddenly you transform that place into a temple, yeah. into a sacred space. Yeah. So it's not the space, it's our intention, our attention, and maybe one or two props. Yeah. But the external props are a reminder. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I find this really fascinating. Yeah, please. That, that, you know, that, that anybody anybody has this power in a way uh, exactly and that we can trans w- what we are transforming more than the space we are transforming our own conditioned beliefs and our own awareness mm-hmm. that everything is sacred really yeah I'm, I'm hearing and this as you talk right now as almost p- portals but not portals into a different space, but portals into seeing the space that's already here is sacred. Like these subtle reminders like, oh, like this is sacred, but maybe a prop helps with that or something that... Because the prop is a reminder. And it kind of triggers that. It's an anchor. It's a really good anchor. Like, Because look at like all these different traditions. Like when uh, people come and they put a blanket down. Mm-hmm. It's like an anchor. It's not just utilitarian. We're going to sit here and have a picnic, but we are kind of like marking a spot. Here I am now. Yeah. This is where my being is now, you know, expressing itself. And we're going to either, you know, do a ceremony or ritual here, but we kind of. So, so the, the objects are very important, not by themselves. But the sort of. But they are like anchors and reminders yeah. of uh, our relationship with uh, with the space, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and you're, th- we're all. We all have this power, and we d- maybe don't even need these objects always. I think is a piece of what you're Ultimately, talking. Ultimately, we don't need the objects because we. We are the experience. we are it. Yeah, and it, right. it's all around us if we yeah. allow ourselves to witness mm-hmm. with those eyes mm-hmm. and see it as such. It mm-hmm. kind of radiates through the sacredness or mm-hmm. the infused quality that everything has with right. it. You might even think about it as so the space that we are sitting in, and I don't mean now my yep. house no yeah but you know there's air mm-hmm. between you and me and this the walls of this house the walls of this house are dividing the space yeah but the space is infinite right yeah like why is this this right. is the sacred line here this wall and then on the other side it's just right, portland I mean, city and also, you know, the space itself is filled with energy. Yeah. 
just not what the quantum physicists are proving you know like yeah i don't uh, know all that stuff but i but I believe it <laughs> right so so you know this is not just empty space this is very potent by itself yeah it's charged. so ultimately ultimately that is the sacred space yeah which a lot of people would say well it's nothing because uh, it's just air mm -hmm. but you know it's it's filled with energy yeah so you can sit anywhere and feel that space and that you are not just in it but you are of it and you are it yeah and it actually totally dissolves all the duality and divisions spatial divisions i like on one level i totally agree with you mm -hmm. but on, a, on another level and maybe to bring an analogy and mm -hmm. i think about like we're in nature right because there's this sort of wilderness mm -hmm. or the city right and mm -hmm. we like people often prefer being in wilderness or it feels more special uh, but that it's all nature but then when i'm in the wilderness it feels different of course it is yeah and yeah. if i'm in a cathedral or in a temple oh. like it feels different than i'm if i'm in absolutely like a kind of like a, a safeway safeway always feels like the least happy oh. grocery store to me of course <laughs> Why? can i get out of here quickly please <laughs> i'm absolutely with you you know because there's like lights and noise and uh, and uh, electricity right yeah uh, and just electromagnetic and, and field nothing and seems cared like to to make it a beauty doesn't seem to be a big part right. of the equation and this is and you know the 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 reason i mentioned the the air or yeah. the space this is probably like you know too advanced maybe oh, yeah. because ultimately we can practice being at safeway and holding it and holding and being touched with the sacred space yeah despite of all the pollution and noise around it right and but what do you see is there like in these different like you know it, it all has the potential to be sacred and maybe it all is sacred and then it feels like some spaces are more sacred than others like where what do you attribute that to is that from the intention that i think that is the intention the yeah because obviously there was not intention when they were building and furnishing safeway yeah that it would be a sacred space of course that was not their intention yeah that therefore it isn't but when you go to a temple the intention is there right and but it feels like maybe that intention actually changes the space in a way that we can feel it oh you mean the the matrix itself yeah the, the container that's uh, that, that it's our bodies uh, it's our nervous system and our bodies responding to all the stimuli right uh -huh. it it actually the 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 for you know the it's they call it the unified field right mm -hmm. uh, the or matrix has a bad connotation now because yeah, yeah, matrix a, is the it's become a gnostic idea <laughs> well <laughs> well or the matrix you know like in the movie you know yeah. now that's kind of the computer that might you know control everybody so that is a different connotation but but the unified but field. the unified field uh that's what they call what normal folks call like this empty space there's nothing it's just like air you know you don't see anything but but it seems like we impact that field by our relationship to it and like because i'm just thinking of all the accounts of sort of advanced yogis right and Definite. when westerners go to their 
you know, the place where they sat, and then, but they've been dead for we, a long time, and people right. have these breakthrough experiences. Right, we can actually work with, with the field. We work, Yeah, this is the with piece the I'm curious yeah, about. Yeah, with the field. Because it seems more than just the props right. or the stimuli for the yeah. nervous system. Like, that's a part of it, right. but it seems like something else is happening Because, too. you know, people who work in this way, they would actually walk into Safeway, and not only that they wouldn't be impacted by all the visual and auditory yeah, pollution flickering, or the flickering and the, you know the distressed people and but uh just by their sheer presence there they would transform the feel that actually people would feel better people who are there they would feel better and they wouldn't know why yeah uh, people who never practice yoga or meditation yeah they might just feel and or they might start stop fighting with each other you know yeah because they have those studies from the tm folks right where they would right, do exactly. large-scale meditation Absolutely. and washington dc or right. other places and maybe violence right. would reduce right. I, don't, I haven't looked into those much i just know of yeah them. so that's verified right that yeah. like a lot of people meditate and the crime rate decreases so yeah but anyway maybe we got like a little bit off to too mystical, esoteric. Oh, I don't think there's such no. thing as too <laughs> mystical, Lubos. We can be as mystical as we want. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Just well, me and you right here. Well, I, think, I think that I think that what's <laughs> so exciting to me that that everything always come back to you. Yeah, to 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 us. To, to you, right? Like yeah. like um, that everything that's external is uh projection of our own consciousness of course but also it's informed by our consciousness and cultivating your consciousness which is intention attention is extremely powerful and i think that especially at this time when the world is in so much uh, you know conflict conflict and confusion and so much yeah. um uh, polarization yeah and dissatisfaction and it's extreme it's been always important but especially now in the world we live in it's so important to cultivate to keep coming back to our center and to this intention and attention mm. because we don't even realize how much power we have mm. mm -hmm. this quiet power that we don't have to, we can, you know, to demonstrate and, and you know, have huge signs and protest against anything yeah. that we yeah, feel like passionate I, about. Yeah. And it has its place. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, disregarding it. But this, this power on, of intention that we have is much more powerful. Nobody knows about, nobody will know about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this it's is called the secret practice, right? The thing right. we bring in our heart that maybe others don't know and i think that you know like we need to imagine the world that we want to live in that we yeah. see as we started talking about service right uh, that benefit everybody we were but we were still w talking in the context of doing you know mm -hmm. our jobs mm -hmm. but this takes it a little bit further this is our personal practice mm-hmm of daily getting in touch with the dynamic stillness within us and uh, voice, maybe quietly, maybe aloud, an intention to 
what we want the world to be like what yeah. you know say we want health and well-being for everybody we want abundance for everybody we want um peace and cooperation for everybody and we might even start playing it as a mind movie to watch what it looks like watch it. it and actually walk through the streets and through the communities that actually get along and have smile and, uh, on their faces this is not some kind of naive dream we are creators yeah and i really really believe that we can make this happen in numbers right like that if thousands and millions of people have th this vision this is how we create reality and, and for you the what yeah. do you want in the world like what's your I, I i want this you know i i i see on the on the material level i see free energy actually technology with with mm -hmm. free energy enough healthy clean food and water for everybody yes so that's kind of on the base material level and then cooperation instead of uh cutthroat greed you know top-down hierarchical abuse of people mm -hmm. i see uh and i don't i'm just uh, mentioning this uh, for the sake of our conversation but in my intentioning i don't actually bring in those negative words like greed and yeah you're not abuse yeah you're only because that would your eyes on that would kind want. of uh weaken the the mind movie of that uh, creative intention yeah. so i see people who cooperate who uh who feel actually peaceful inside because they do their own they've done their own work yeah uh and uh that are guided by love mm. for themselves first of all because that's where it all starts yes and then it unfolds as love love for each other because if you love yourself you you don't need to fight your neighbor right you you don't that doesn't happen and then i see that everybody has enough everybody's healthy everybody's in charge of their own health mm -hmm. Uh, health happens naturally. Yeah, like our body wants to be healthy. Yes, and through natural means, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and people are sovereign. People uh, make decisions f for themselves and about their. People are free. Yeah. So so you know I see that this is uh, this is not a utopia. This is our birthright. We were born like that with that um potential yeah. and uh we are now in the middle of transforming the society the whole world is transforming sometimes it gets so hard that you know we get depressed and we just see the the ugly the the destruction and the the uh, harsh kind of dominant abuse yeah, you make me think of um and as you describe this visioning process this mm -hmm. intention this holding the the world we want to live in mm -hmm. that and I, you may not share this view but like we may not live in that world like it, it may not come here for us but like it may be important for us to mm -hmm 
hold that vision because it's not going to happen unless we hold it. Right. You mean like we might not uh, be, be alive until it may not it, bear uh, fruit in, in our lifetime. It may not bear fruit for us, and uh, and it doesn't really matter because yeah. uh, this you know that's the thing that we don't think just for ourselves about yeah. ourselves like where right? we started in a way right our for all being our own you know uh, uh, survival thing, yeah. but. Um, we are influencing our vibrational free. Okay, playing this mind movie and doing this simple practice uh, informs our vibrational frequency. So, oh, it informs how we move through our day and our life. and also everybody we are in contact yeah. with. You don't have to even say a word, but it affects them, and definitely it affects young people and children. Right that are gonna live you know longer uh, you know in the they're future they're more sensitive to it in a way sometimes and they'll be you know they'll they'll carry on and of course nobody knows what's gonna happen but what what is the option right yeah i don't want to live the rest of my days in fear no i uh, i feel co-responsible i'm either part of the problem or part of the solution right yeah. And for the way I see it, the solution is, of course, we do our daily work. That's one thing. And then we move in this physical three-dimensional work, but world. But we also create uh, the future. Yeah. We like are creators. Like right? Every I mean, day we live, we are creating the future. Yeah. We are creating the future. Mm-hmm. And we, we might even uh, jump timelines, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, who who knows? I mean, who a lot knows, of people. Who knows what the future holds? A lot of people talk that you know about the ascension process. That you know, yeah. as a humanity, we are ascending. You know, I I think that we are. I think we're descending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being and playful. <laughs> well, but also you know, well, well, but, but it's coming no, no, coming actually, down. <laughs> well, that too, <laughs> right? No, but that's actually really you're kind of joking, but you made a really good point. We also part of the ascension process is that we are des- descending into feeling and looking at our own shadow. Oh yeah, yeah. Like to actually seeing my own lower self. The the you know the ego uh part that actually wants to be seen oh yeah and for a lot of spiritual people you know like or people who practice i like like what you're saying right now uh, you know have been kind of like uh not uh, not uh, not um acknowledging the parts the unwanted parts of ourselves yeah, I love what you just said that they want to be seen, and I kind of mm-hmm. picture us mm-hmm. myself like a spiritually identified person, but that those parts don't fit within my story of myself. Absolutely, and I am turning away. But that, if you want to call it shadow, right? Like, right. is actually wanting my attention. Exactly, it's wanting me to look at it and integrate it, and it's me that's yeah. denying it. The same for for me, you know. And this is part of the work, and it's very courageous actually to do that. Yeah. Because we don't want to see those parts. No, it's not very fun. It's not very fun. And we don't want to, you know, we are so wrapped. In general, we humans are wrapped in identities. Yeah, we love. We just love these categories, labels, and identities. So, you know, if I identify as a spiritual person, of course, 
I'm not, you know, I don't want to see my greed. I don't want to see my envy. I don't want to see yeah, my uh, shame or jealousy, yeah, yeah, objectifying, like, judgment, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm judgmental, actually, right? Yeah, like I'm but an asshole a lot of the time. I, I, I can be an asshole. <laughs> I mean, of course, nobody wants to see this, but, you know, guess what happens, actually? Those parts of us, they want to be seen, they want to be loved, they want to be invited to that proverbial dinner table. Yeah, they want to be let in. And we don't want to because we are afraid that they would rule us, that they would gain too much power. Yeah, I think I think there's also a bit of death when we invite them in. That that identity has to die a little bit to make room for them. Yeah. Like yeah. the way we hold our story or the way we see ourselves True, needs to we be... We actually need to reframe, uh, yeah. re- reclassify ourselves. Yeah, to be but reconstituted by the shadow. Yeah. yeah. But, but the beauty of this is that actually when it happens when we, when we do it such relief the the, the 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 shadow gets integrated and and uh, it doesn't rule us anymore yeah even right now like i'm in a process of trying to work with anger and boundary mm-hmm. as something i've kept away and right. as i work with it i feel like vibrant energy like in my chest. Just Isn't it amazing? Because yeah, it and it's like uncomfortable, right? It's like uncomfortable right. even. Not even the anger piece, just the, right. oh wait, there's more energy in my chest these days. I'm not even amazing. activating the anger, but I'm like, oh, that's even uncomfortable for me to like make room for this. Right. There's so much aliveness in these uh, disowned parts, yeah, right? Yeah, and like when they come back, they infuse our body. Like right. they, it's like, oh, I didn't know I was missing you. Right. Yeah, or I didn't know this was de- this was a deadened uh-huh. quality to my being, and it, it's quite amazing when they start to return. You know, and I I feel like day three of working with my anger, <laughs> very very anger early a, days. Anger is a big one because anger is associated with destruction and yeah. abuse, right? Like that, if I'm angry at somebody, that I'm violating them. Yeah, or and for me so pushing away like you're not pushing. like you're not gonna oh wanna, yeah you're not gonna right. want to be connected to me if I let you see my anger or I express I, I, it right then then you you are not loved you lose love yeah, or, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, uh, or yeah I must give up my anger to maintain love with you but right. then I'm right. resentful or frustrated or and not it's seen. a big one yeah it's a big one and 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 of course the trick is to learn that we can express anger with kindness. Yeah, that that's and it seems it seems it's seemingly a contradiction, mm-hmm. but actually it's not. Yeah, my dad came to live with me, not on purpose. He lost his housing and he just kind of showed up mm-hmm. at my house. I knew he was losing his housing, but he never said like, "Hey, can I stay with you?" And he just knocked. And he like, just showed up. Yeah, and we have a complicated <laughs> relationship, you know. But so he was living with me for like six weeks, and I would I get frustrated, you know. And then I something that I discovered for myself with him, and I, I would like to bring this in other relationships, but it's hard sometimes that if I just brought a little of the anger out, just mm-hmm. a little, even not not even in a skillful or mm-hmm. compassionate way, just enough mm-hmm. out, the connection would be restored. Mm-hmm. That for me, when the anger was activated, right, mm-hmm. I actually shut out. I right. shut down. Right. And I had to put a little bit of the anger back into mm-hmm. the space 
I go back to this space. How did it work? It was it was so surprising, right? Because he didn't mind that much. He's not. He doesn't have an issue with anger. Well, in a way, I have an issue with right. anger. <laughs> and in a way, it frees him. Also, I mean, it frees both of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would see him get a little jolted, uh-huh. but then, right. but then I could be there with him. There's I could talk connection. to him, right? But right. like the anger, it was so shocking to me that anger is connection, actually. Mm-hmm. Like in my absolutely the story in my head was disconnection. It's like, oh wait, no, right. this actually is fostering connection, not flooding him with right. it and blasting him, but just a little well, bit. And in so many relationships, when there's a kind of stale, unspoken yeah. energy, uh, one of the people explodes, mm. right? Not not only because the field got pressurized and there must be a valve. That yeah, you gotta let it out. But also anger can be more connecting yeah because there's a confrontation yeah than when it's not spoken about which yeah. is totally disconnecting and uncomfortable right so it's definitely the better step forward anger than non with that withdrawal right mm-hmm. i, I, w- I want to circle somewhere if that's okay, okay if mm-hmm. i can be a bit directive mm-hmm. when you were speaking of like self-love earlier mm-hmm. I was curious for you if like you could speak to your journey around loving yourself unless you you know were raised perfectly and you've been loving yourself from day one <laughs> I imagine there was a bit of a journey there for you to that begin be. to reclaim the sort of that self-love would be wonderful right yeah that'd be great that's the that's yeah. the visioning right the the movie in the morning right. <laughs> I don't know if it's even possible maybe there are so, so, I think so, such so people it could go a little better for the kiddos right. maybe right yeah I mean my it w- my journey has been from like one one extreme to I mean there are no no extremes now but but it feels like there's been a real turn from you over time yeah and it took me a very long time it wasn't an Very overnight or a no. flash moment. Because, you know, a lot of it is so unconscious. We don't even know that we don't love. We don't exercise self-love. Yeah. And the veil starts lifting over gradually. Right? Uh-huh. So I just, I was so unconscious for so long. Yeah. And the way, and then, and then looking back, you know, like, like just like seeing my modes of behavior that I would function in ways that I would I would didn't want to upset people because they wouldn't love me. Yeah, you know, I, what I was there were all these like yeah. all these external ways that I wanted love from the external from oh. people. Yeah, not for you, not, these not are connected. Knowing, not even knowing that actually I was not giving love to myself. That yeah. a lot of things that I was doing were uh, not exercising self-respect, uh, self-dignity. Uh, always kind of uh, taking care of the other mm-hmm. and not taking care of me. Yeah. And, you know, but the society kind of rewards that behavior because it's so virtuous to be serving others. Yeah, selflessness. Selflessness, altruism. Yeah. And uh, and I'm sure that, you know, when it comes from the right place, when it actually, when selflessness comes from 
self-love, self -love. then it's a genuine <laughs> selflessness. Otherwise, it's not. Actually, otherwise, it's a strategy and it's a mask that we wear in the world yeah. to be loved. Yeah, right? man, what I hear you mm -hmm. saying is like you were trying to earn love through selflessness. I tried love. to earn love because, you know, I, I was kind of a perfectionist, but, you know, I always knew that I was not good enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, absolutely unaware of a lot of my shadow parts because it was too shameful. It would, I felt that it would if you're not destroy me. Yeah, if you're not it worthy, right? Me. So I was, I was overworking. I was working so hard to be admired or to be brilliant in my artwork or Just, in yeah. or to be a perfect disciple when i had a guru you know to be you were the best student, guru. yeah perfect student you know and 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 but giving my power away to those who in my perception they knew better they and they could bestow that love on you if you yeah, earned exactly. it and if i earn it like they they will show me the secret doorway to yeah then you would love yourself if you earned it from them or but it didn't even like uh, i couldn't even formulate it like that i didn't love myself i didn't know about it was there a turn for you where it started to be about self-love because it sounds because you were on the what i'm hearing is you were on the journey yeah. For quite a while doing this other thing. And then it seems like you named over time it sort of shifted. But was there points along yes. the way? Yeah. It was my past relationship. Oh, okay. Which is now uh going into divorce actually. I yeah. mean we split up two years ago already, but it got so uh so amplified we it was really divinely put together for our, uh, growth. you know, growth, yeah. uh, obviously, like very karmic relationship, very intense, like huge love and huge uh, also fighting and antagonism. Uh -huh. And eventually it accelerated so much that that was the wake up. Oh, yeah. Like these things you're talking about of how you operated were happening I, so strongly in the relationship. The uh, you know, like for many of us, like I, it almost literally killed me. This relationship, I was my health was going down the drain. I was depleted. Uh, I was at the end of my rope. It was what people call the dark night of the soul. Yeah, and it actually. St as it often happens, it started with a total, Im totally imploding in that ugliest self-rejection yeah. of like loathing myself. Mm. But there was always a witness yeah, that was looking that at stillness. that in me, right? My mm. own witness yeah. was watching this, knowing that it's absolutely not true yeah. that I'm the divine being of uh, light but there was this imperative you have to feel this as a human you have to go this because through that's the doorway to uh, uh, realize your who you truly are yeah. so this witness was always there but it was horrible and it was kind of what we talked about a few minutes ago that uh, we don't want to see 
the shadow and the dark part because in that moment it feels like the totality of who we are because we humans are so conditioned to identify with those labels mm -hmm. but when you actually finally go through the darkness and come to the other side you realize oh that was a part part of me but there are so many parts of me i'm actually everything mm, yeah yeah i'm everything and nothing you know but but you <laughs> but were you were human, working with that one part but as a human that was like the first time that i faced my biggest fear of that i'm actually nothing i'm filled with shame and i'm i'm basically oh. horrible it's totally amplified. It's totally exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, none of us is that. No, but uh, in that but in, in that, that period, moment, when yeah. when you when you are face to face with it, and when you when you feel it, that's where the transformation happens. Nobody wants to go there. Yeah, it's the worst place to go. It's so hard. No, but we everything in us says no. Says no, and the ego is such a great guardian. Yeah. yeah of really really looking out for us as best it can right, right, right. <laughs> and you know it has its place and it's doing its job yeah. so so actually to answer your question yeah there was a pivotal moment yeah and then you know uh i i saw how much power i gave away also to my partner to oh. the woman how much power i gave away in the past to my guru all um, of it all in like the this this relationship that was deep struggle in that moment also became a reflection of all these other times also, you have, yeah that you have done this in and the it past got, it got amplified on a very personal level yeah S which also shows me you know like oh my god like everything is so perfectly orchestrated for our highest benefit yeah. even when we resent it when we are keep kicking and screaming you know like yeah why did i get into this relationship well it was total or wasting these years or whatever not, not, not waste not for not for a moment yeah it was right? absolutely needed and you know getting uh, through that uh, you know i sometimes joke i got my phd you know in that relationship i graduated yeah, yeah that was, and now that was you know <laughs> and and now i'm in a relationship that's that's totally totally different that's, yeah. that's wonderful and you know a totally different kind of woman mm -hmm. and ever since everything is a mirror you know like I, I kind of look at her and i think like oh my god like i i did my work <laughs> because i'm with you yeah, yeah because i was not ready for you before mm -hmm. yeah. i had to earn you in in this way right yeah, yeah because i don't need to play that that i don't need to wear that mask anymore yeah. And, you know, it's probably not 100% done ever, and it doesn't have to be. But now I can kind of love that, too. You know, I can, oh, look, I reverted to my yeah to my old, like, you know, I want you to love, I want, you know, yeah. minimally, minimally. But when once we accept these parts, then we can actually allow that they can come and back. And we can see them. Because they don't have power over you yeah, anymore. You can see them, too. Because if you and don't you, well, you You see them, and you kind of, like, Oh, you here you are. You're you're back. Hi. Oh, we're doing the thing we do right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you, you want to do the dance again? Like you know, well, maybe not. I don't need to now. Like, yeah, but, yeah. but I love you, you know, and kiss it goodbye. Right. Yeah, thanks for trying to help me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, I think that this is what liberation is, right? And of course, I'm not done. You know, I'm not saying that I get no, it. No, no. Uh, but if, but you went through a major threshold. This is uh, this is ongoing, right? I yeah. Mean, this is, uh, and it's fine. Yeah. But major, major, major uh, awakening. Yeah, where you felt or that you you could actually be with yourself and like love yourself. And not have to find and it or I seek for right. it or earn it. And, you know, I, I would like to, uh, I think that I would like to add something that's very important yes. in this discussion. Because also, what do we even mean by saying, love myself? Yeah, right? and, and I think that this is very important. Yeah. Looping back to that, actually, of course, it's easy to love my quote-unquote positive yeah, you're right. Uh, the identity trait. or the right, like yeah. of course, you know, I I love that I can do this and I'm like this and like this. No, what's really crucially important is that we love all of all of us, right? Yeah. Which means, yeah, I can love when my little, you know, greed comes, mm -hmm. or when my shame shows up, when my fear yeah. insecurities or need for approval when these parts come i i love them too i i love them too this mm. is self-love yes. self-love is not just loving what's pretty self-love is loving all of it but then you know it's okay uh, it's okay those those so-called negative things are actually perfectly okay there's yeah. nothing wrong with them yeah only when we suppress them if we are unconscious you know then of course they can rule our lives mm -hmm. and we can do things that are not okay yeah, even circling back a bit earlier when mm -hmm. we we're talking about the dynamic stillness and everything mm -hmm. coming from there the good and the bad but we mm -hmm. like the good like mm -hmm. why would we have these parts unless they were meant to be here absolutely like yeah, they must absolutely. have a like who am i to say like i shouldn't have that part that part's absolutely. bad i need to they get have, rid of it they have their purpose you they know, must serve some divine and, and, and organic are, life well, and purpose also, also this comes with the package of being human mm -hmm. can you imagine somebody would be born that doesn't have those so-called and and you you can come up with any list of what you call negative qualities yeah so is there a human who doesn't have them then probably it wouldn't be somebody who call a human. Yeah, there's right. a saying. I, I wish I could attribute it to the person, but uh, if you're if you're gonna finally make it and be perfect, you're gonna be living on an island by yourself. And how boring is yeah, it? Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. Congratulations, you <laughs> <Right>. did it. <laughs> you're alone right. now because no one else is there with right. you. Yeah. And some people would say that you know, as long as we have a body, those forces will always be there. Yeah. And then, you know, if you transcend and, you know, achieve so-called perfection, then you probably don't need to be in the human body anymore and you are floating somewhere in nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. I still like the body and this. Yeah. I still I still have work to do in loving. So I'm going to hang out <laughs> for a little longer. <laughs> I'm not trying Good to get plan. I'm not trying <laughs> to get out of here. Good plan. Yeah. Me too. Like I have work to do but now the with like more self-love the work is more fun yeah it's not it's not i have like I, 
gotta do this or i'm not good enough and uh, right only when i get this you can't because you are uh you are more gentle with yourself yeah and sometimes like this image that helped me a lot was that i can see this other part of me as a little boy Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't like you know in this uh, inner dialogue when we sometimes get um yeah a little bit violent with ourselves totally totally I wouldn't do it to the boy, so I actually take the boy in my arms, yeah, and I love him, right? And yeah. I, I wouldn't like beat him up for feeling certain way or uh, or feeling shame or anger or you know. I would just say, like, hey, come here, like, uh, ho- I hold you, I love you, yeah. And that kind of visualization actually really helps me because. It's not exactly like Mimi, <laughs> Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this uh, boy that's part of me, and I can love him more than. Yeah, I was I was working with someone the other day and brought in someone that they could love, and, mm-hmm. and then helped them to f- hopefully feel some of that self compassion, if we want right. to call it that, self love. Right. And then, well, I, but then I had them do it to themselves from the outside. And it was hard. It w- they could do it then they a little bit. better afterwards. But then I, ha- I asked them, can they do it right now? Mm-hmm. In this moment, they couldn't do it. And no, then Not uh, yet. Like, and show, okay, we'll go back mm-hmm. and come back. Right. Go back and come back. Like, f- find the place and right. keep trying. You know, you... That's you beautiful. Well, and the, the fact is that, you know, this younger part, the, the, the boy image. Yes. It's actually not a fabrication because it is exactly the younger parts mm-hmm. of us that haven't been integrated. Yeah that that actually scream for attention and like in some psychology systems mm-hmm. right it's the that attacking angry violent parts mm-hmm. are actually the ones protecting the little children absolutely that they're they're trying to keep us in line so we yes. can earn our love or be safe yes. don't don't step out of line in this way yes. i'm gonna beat you internally right so that little boy is safe so he doesn't have to feel that thing he felt again when he was younger absolutely whether that's shame right. or ostracization or whatever it is and like so it's so interesting that like even these violent negative pieces of us seem to really be trying to help always and 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 there's no not doing a good job but (laughs) and anytime there's a trigger anytime we get triggered Uh it means that there's work to do yeah it's never about the other person Uh the other person is actually our helper you know, it doesn't feel that way. And no, the, the o- moment, only only when you only do it. Only after the work. Right? Only afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, afterwards you might say, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, that was so because, helpful. Thank you. But you know, in the moment, it's like you know, like God damn it, why? Did <laughs> <you> <laughs> <just> <laughs> yeah. And pointing fingers like it's your fault. You make me feel miserable, right? Yeah. So it's always actually an indication that there's. Uh, anytime we are triggered, it means we need more work to do. Yeah. On ourselves. Yeah. It's been good talking to you. Is Me there too, like Yeah, is there anything here for you just as I know we circled and touched different places that no, feels I imp- think that it's <laughs> it's really fascinating to me that we started with uh one topic that was about sacred space. Yeah. And we totally got to the core of I I, I would never imagine in my wildest dreams that you know that we would go so quickly into the core of uh, actually our beingness. Yes. 
where the sacred space really resides. And in the self-love. And the self-love is... And I just, this, I, what's coming in me as we hear, I, I love yeah. this idea, and I don't know if I can put it into words well enough, but like the safe way, right? What is this metaphor for these parts that we don't like and everything? Yeah. And can we can yeah. we love our inner parts right. and our outer parts? And like how it's all the same thing at the end of the day, just... right holding some space of like willingness to for to me cultivate it, it yeah. to but and like a willingness to be wrong that maybe Absolutely. this is helpful or this is this space is loving too or whatever it is that like i i should not be defining this as wrong it's very entertaining to me that you mentioned safe way think about the word oh safe way <laughs> safe way yeah right like the universe has like a really good sense of humor that, <laughs> it, pop, that it pops into your head as something uh, negative, negative, and then you know we can actually transmute it into a safe way yeah. of uh, dealing with adversity mm -hmm. or inner adversity, relational uh, or, adversity. Uh, or uh, environmental Spatial adversity, spatial adversity, you know. right? And energetic adversity in a, in, a, in a building full of you know led lights and noise and yeah. all kinds of pollution but i'm still not gonna i'm still not gonna way. shop at safeway though. oh no <laughs> <laughs> well, i went in one the other day and <laughs> i was like i gotta get out of here this is <laughs> <Right>. not okay <laughs> right yeah, yeah. is yeah. there like ways if people want to connect to you you have your, your website right art by yeah. loose is uh, yeah uh Art by Luce. Luce, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, Sorry, I didn't know. L-U-C-E. Yeah. Uh, .com or my name, Luboscek.com. Yeah, yeah. And you have beautiful so. art. I would really recommend thank people you. checking it out. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for doing thank this, you, man. Brad. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's fun. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed listening to Lubo share about his journey, you know, his relationship to sacred space and creativity and the utilization of dynamic stillness and intention and attention to really uh, cultivate a kind of more harmonious relationship with the spaces we're in and what we do in those spaces. And you know, most importantly, right? Like loving ourselves, um, yeah. So if you want to check out Lubo Shazar or get in touch with him about doing some work, uh, check out his website in the show notes. And really appreciate you listening and hope you're well. And i got to stop because my dog is scratching at the door to go outside. Okay, be well. Thank you. Bye.